Welcome back to the fourth episode of Rare, aka Ricky and Ashley's Rolling Entertainment Podcast. Come away with us to distant and fantastical lands as we talk about the storytelling game genre. Whether it's an impromptu base or a pick-your-own-adventure, we list some games to kick your creativity into high gear as you venture alone or build a story together with others. Well, enough of the details. Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Episode four! Yeah! So exciting. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Ricky. I'm your other host, Ashley. And as you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking about storytelling games. Woo! What, is, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> storytelling games are where players are provided with conceptual, written, or pictorial stimuli, which must be incorporated into a story of a player's creation. Some games prompt players to pitch a product, which frequently takes the form of a brief story or vignette. Other story game designs include those in which players don't create their own stories, but instead experience a story from the inside as one of the pers- par- par- <laughs> participants. Wow, that is a hard word when you're going fast. Games along those lines might present players with a particular narrative situation, after which the players will make a choice that affects which end to the narrative is told, with the results of this narrative affecting the player standing in the game. That And that's a storytelling game. That was a mouthful. That was a story in it itself. Really, right? Hey, <laughs> it fits with the theme. <laughs> it does. Uh, Alright, uh, top six games in the storytelling category. Uh, Gloomhaven. It's a uh-huh, big uh-huh, beastie uh-huh. game that I haven't played. I've see. I've heard. That, I know it's a huge, huge, huge mm-hmm, miniatures right? game. Yeah, but I didn't really know it was like a story game. Yeah, I guess it's it's kind of like a a little bit of like a choose your own adventure. I think a little bit. Okay. It's very like D and D esque. I just um, know the box weighs like twenty pounds. <laughs> the box is is really big and really heavy. I think the box is like one by two foot or something like that it is pretty it's, massive it's pretty chunky it might not be quite that big but it's uh, also very expensive but with all the content <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's pretty worth, worth it, it i yeah. guess uh then we have the seventh continent no idea what that is nope uh kingdom death monster nope no idea what that is either uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Hey! We talked about, we that, talked last about that last episode. Yeah! Uh, Dead of Winter. Womp womp. That's, I've played that one. Uh, Battle. Yeah. That's, that crosses over into, like, multiple categories. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it eventually. Eventually. <laughs> um, and then Time Stories. Hey! <laughs> Looks like I'm going to get bonus points again this episode. Oh, I have the official stats for how big the Gloomhaven box is. It is oh. 16.2 inches long, 7.5 inches wide, and 11.8 inches tall. So. But ha- does it, do you have the official weight? 
of the box. <laughs> Give me a second here. I think I could pull it up. It it is probably at least ten pounds. <laughs> it does weigh twenty pounds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guessed right. Yeah, twenty pound board game right there, folks. So you, it's worth every pound. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the price is like 120 bucks. Yeah, it. I think it is. It's, but it's you know a 20 pound game. But I've heard it's super fun, and the mm -hmm. miniatures are beautiful. Oh yeah, I have heard that. I have heard that. It's gorgeous. Still god. Uh, so just a disclaimer, I do have my setup in my art room but in my art room i have my pet rats dawson and hammy they do like to make noises from time to time so if you ever hear like a clanking or uh, knocking or like little chittery sounds it's just them it's not a ghost them. nope not a ghost <laughs> just little rat dudes <laughs> and that's my story <laughs> i like that story it's a pretty cute story because it's about cute rats. <laughs> Stay tuned for more rat noises. <laughs> Coming to a podcast near you. <laughs> so, you want to start us off today or should I? Nope. Okay. <laughs> that was a firm nope. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll start then. I'll start sounds off. Like, sounds good. I'll start off really light. Uh, it's a game called Action Cats. There's also a variation called Action Pups. They run the same way, except one has cats and one has dogs. Uh, it's three to six players, 20 to 45 minutes, roughly, gameplay. It's published by Together Studios. It's T-W-O, together. It's a, you know, a little play on words yeah. there. Um, oh! <laughs> And it's designed by Keith Baker and Jennifer Ellis. So this game is, is really fun. It's got a, a deck of cards and the cards are double-sided. On one side of the card is a picture of a cat or a dog, depending on which game you get. Um, and then the other side has kind of two story prompts. So... What happens is the judge draws a card, um, and they look at the cat side of it. They give the cat a name, and then the other players have to use one of their cards to give an embellished story of the cat or the dog. Okay. So, yeah, so somebody could name the a really fluffy cat, like a, like a Persian cat. They could say, this is Ferdinand. And then somebody could have a card that one of the stories on it has maybe something to do with an astronaut. So they give a story about how Ferdinand is the first cat to the moon and puts his little cat flag there on the moon sort of thing. Aww. So Sounds cute. Yeah, and then the judge just, you know, gives the cat card to the player's story they like the best. So it is... Okay. Yeah, it's it's just a fun little quick, you know, so prompt like game. apples to apples are cards against humanity, but with more story to it. Yeah, yeah, and okay. pictures of cats or dogs. So 
Yeah, which is always yeah. Um, awesome. I know. You know if, animals. If I remember right, this game was one of the games that was kickstarted, and the um, if you you know gave to the Kickstarter, I think you could if you you know gave so much, you could give a picture of your cat or dog. So oh, cool. yeah, yeah, so it's it's special yeah. stuff like that sometimes. Yeah, they're all real pictures of cats and dogs. Nice. So there's there's not any uh you know, it's not cartoon animals, it's real real cats and dogs <laughs> if that's like up your alley. But it's yeah. it's a cute it's a cute little game and I mean, if you're looking for something light that has a you know, storytelling element to it, this is pretty up your alley because it's just a cute, it's very apples to apples-esque a little bit. So mm. if you played that, this one might be a little bit more up your alley to start delving into a little bit. Alley cat. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Alley cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first game, I'm going to talk about a pretty classic one. It's called Once Upon a Time, the storytelling card game. <laughs> for two to six players it runs about 30 minutes it's published by atlas games and the designers are richard lambert andrew rillstone and james wallace so in once upon a time you uh depending on how many players you have depends on how many cards you start out with but you get so many cards and then you get one happy ever after card which is like how you want to try to end your stories okay so uh to start the game there's there's so there's two editions to this game there's a first edition second edition and one edition says that you draw a card and whoever looks the most like their card if it's like a person that's who goes first uh-huh uh the second edition says like who if you draw the card Whosoever card is closest to the letter A gets to go first. So there's a couple of different ways you can try to like uh, okay. decide who the starting player is. If you don't want to uh, be probably... too mean about how people look, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you could just be like the youngest player goes first or yeah. something like that. Um, so in your hand, you're going to have these cards and they're going to have like certain words on them. It could be person, place, object, um, location kind of thing. Uh, so when you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to empty your hand and how you empty your hand is you tell a story and as you're telling the story, you lay down cards from your hand and use those in your story, um. but they have to be relevant to the story. Like you can't say, uh, this girl, she goes to, she walks through the forest and she sees a frog and then continues on her way and you lay down the frog card. Uh-huh. Like, the frog's not important to the story. That She's uh, never going to see the frog again. Yeah. So you, you couldn't really play that. But if you say, the girl walks through the forest, she comes across a frog, and the frog s speaks, and you f she finds out that it's actually somebody with a curse on it. Now the frog's important. There's a point to the frog. So then okay. you could play the frog card. Gotcha. Okay, so it has to have a point. You can't just be laying cards down willy-nilly. Right. Um, so... Uh, you tell the story as as long as you can, as long as you can keep playing cards. If you get stuck, you can pass willingly on your turn. Mm -hmm. And if you pass, you have to draw a card. Mm -hmm. um, if you 
start to like drag on and your story is starting to not make sense people can kind of like make you pass They're like hey you know you're you're kind of just you know not making sense anymore mm-hmm. just give it give it up mm-hmm. then you you're done and you draw a card um there's two ways you can be interrupted where somebody can take the story from you without you willingly passing mm-hmm so if they have a card in their hand and you say something that's on their card, like, so the girl's walking through a forest. If somebody's got the forest card, they can lay that down and say, and they'll take over the story from there. Ah. Um, there's also cards that actually say interrupt on them. And it may, might say, like, interrupt a person, interrupt an object. So, like, the story could be going along and the person says, and, uh... You know, the girl finds a mirror, and they lay down a mirror card. Well, that's an object, so if the person has an interrupted object, they can lay that down and take the story from there. Okay. So, is so it, there's different... Was, Go ahead. I was going to say, is it is it a very, like, passing the story kind of game? Yeah, or... so every... So, you kind of... It's it's all about emptying your hand, but there's different ways where the story can be passed off, so it's not just one person telling the story. It's okay. everybody playing is telling the story. Okay. But there are, like, a couple limitations. So, like, if somebody takes over the story and it's starting, and, they, like, they take it in a completely different direction, mm-hmm. and it's just not making sense anymore, it's just really mm-hmm. starting to sound really silly, mm-hmm. everybody else can actually, like, vote, like, hey, this story isn't making sense anymore, and that person has to stop. And the person to their left picks up the story. Okay. So there is a way, there's different ways of making sure that the story is still cohesive, that it mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. but still, like, passing it around to okay. everybody. Okay. Um, and then there is actually a penalty, like, if somebody tries to interrupt and they do, like, a really bad job about it, or if Oof. people agree that, like, their interruption, you know, doesn't quite fit where the story's going. Mm-hmm. Like, they can, like, say that interruption doesn't count. Mm-hmm. The person who tried to interrupt discards the card that they try to use, and then they mm-hmm. actually have to draw two cards instead of Ooh. one card. Okay. So you can't just try to interrupt somebody just to interrupt them. It has to be, like, kind of for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Or a good way of transitioning the story. So um, it's, it's a little so, bit of a co-op-y kind of thing, because everybody's working together to make a good story yeah but everybody's got their own personal yeah. like ending card and yeah. like you're trying to get rid of all your cards and uh-huh. then lead the story to your ending card and finish yeah. the story yeah okay well, that's kind of fun but the story still has to make sense yeah and, like you can vote as a group of if it makes sense or not mm-hmm. i like that so yeah it's also uh, a good thing, uh, the way that the cards are set up, like, there's even a thing in the rule book where it says, like, you could draw, like, so many cards and then try to use it as, like, a writing prompt if you're trying, if you're s- kind of stuck with the writing. So you can use it also as, like, writing prompts instead of just playing the game. Oh, okay, so it's it's got a few uses in it. That's that's really neat. I yeah. Haven't, I haven't played that one, but I've I've heard about it. I've been wanting to play it. Yeah. And it's got a few expansions. Like it's it's obviously like fairy tale themed with it being called Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. But you can get expansions for like um like seas, so add like stuff for like boats and all that stuff into it. There's like 
a knight expansion and there's just a couple of different expansions to add more word cards into the game so you're not stuck using the same ones over and over again okay that's nice yeah i like that it's a very lovely game it's a good uh obviously very storytelling game yes <laughs> it's a very story heavy game yes but it, it's 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 kind of a good icebreaker game too yeah i would think yeah, I can I can see that. Maybe you're with like a new group of friends and this is the kind of game where you pull out to kind of maybe get a good feel on everybody's kind of idea making process a little bit or like how they think about things maybe or Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh well my next game is kind of in a similar vein like you can use once upon a time to like help write a story um this game will help you build a civilization it's called icarus it is a two to five player game that's it's kind of long it can run two to three hours it's published by renegade games and it's renegade. designed by spencer stark um but yeah, the, the point of Icarus is that you are building a civilization. So if you're, you know, working on like a and d campaign and you want some old civilization to be in it, this is a good basis to kind of build it a little bit more naturally and not, you know, if you're having a little trouble figuring out what happens to the civilization. Because in Icarus, you're building the civilization, but the end of the game is when the civilization falls. So, snap. so the game, you, the civilization will always end. So it it makes the game interesting, because each player kind of gets, um, a type of person that they are, and then that type of person kind of dictates the decisions they make for their civilization or for their, you know, city sort of thing. So like we we played a game where somebody basically got the anarchist card and so every decision they made they made at the you know downfall of the city so they were working to corrupt the city from the inside already and mm. you'll you pull cards as you go through you have a deck of cards that have prompts um and then everybody writes how kind of like how their character deals with that prompt and then you roll a dice, and the dice determines whether that succeeds or that fails. And then okay. if it fails, if your dice roll fails, you start building a tower. And when that tower falls is when your civilization breaks down and falls apart. And then everybody as a group kind of talks how through the city crumbled and what, you know, what happened to the city to lead to this point, basically. So, Jenga. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. You're stacking dice, and um, the game box does come with dice, but we did run into the situation where our city was going a little bit too well, and everybody had steady hands, so our dice tower was getting to our last few dice. And it does say in the rule book that um, if your tower is still going, go and get more six-sided dice and keep going. Hmm. <laughs> so just keep going just keep going until the tower falls because when the tower falls is when your civilization ends hmm. 
it's it's interesting yeah because i guess it kind of represents icarus getting too close to the sun mm -hmm. yep that's that's very much what it is because most of the time the city is made on good ideas sort of thing but Mm -hmm. obviously eventually the city or the civilization will crumble right so it's very cool very cool yeah well speaking of things crumbling do you sometimes just feel super upset and just want to kill people but killing people in real life is frowned upon absolutely <laughs> gloom the game gloom is for you <laughs> it's two to four players 60 minutes published by Atlas Games, and the designer is Keith Baker. So, basically, in Gloom, you have a family, and you're trying to make them as miserable as possible so you can <laughs> kill them off. <laughs> so, there's, uh, the, the cards are actually uh, clear, with some, like, prints on them, so they're stackable, and you can see what's underneath, which I think is really cool. That's part of the reason I was kind of drawn to the game, because I mm -hmm. thought the idea was pretty unique mm -hmm. uh, there's characters modifiers events and untimely deaths are the different types of cards that you can play uh, you have a starting hand of five but some of the cards like the modifier cards might change like your hand size so you might mm -hmm. get more or less as you play uh, you get two actions per turn for those actions you can play a modifier at an event card an untimely death discard your hand or and then at the end of your two turns you draw back up to your hand limit whatever it is mm -hmm. uh untimely deaths can only be pay played on your first action because you know they don't want you to like be able to modify a card like in your favor and then kill them off because mm -hmm. that just wouldn't be fair um there are some free play cards which means you can play them whenever and then there's also story icons that you can pay attention to and like some cards might say like if you have so many of this icon you'll get this many points at the end of the game mm-hmm so basically, as you're playing, there's um, the modifier cards have like a little banner at the top that say something like um, um, got lost in the fog or something like that. So that's that's your prompt. That's where you got to lead your story. So how it's story based is you, you, you have five family members and they're all related somehow. And you, so you start building the story about your family. And you use the little prompts to help direct the story. And, like, mm -hmm. when you use that prompt is when you lay the card down on top of whatever character you're applying it to. Now, some most of the cards have negative points on them. And that's what you're trying to get on your uh, character cards. But some of them do have positive cards or positive points on them. And actually, you can play those cards on other people's family members. Mm -hmm. So what you're trying to do is make your family absolutely miserable but have good things happen to other people's families so they're not wanting to, like, you know, off themselves, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can actually kill other people's family members, but they do have to have a negative self-worth self -worth to be able to die. Mm -hmm. Like, they can't be in the positive at all. Mm -hmm. But with, like, the way that the printed stuff are, sometimes, like you can cover up what's already there and mm -hmm. the only thing that counts is what you can see at face mm -hmm. value. So it's it's pretty interesting. There are different variations to the game. There's the base and it does come with an uh, expansion or two. 
there's a Cthulhu themed one, there's a fairy tale themed one, there's a space themed one, mm-hmm. and they kind of, you know, have characters that, you know, allude to like the nerd nerdy uh, references yeah. like the space one makes references to like Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it, it's pretty interesting seeing the different themes. Yeah, we They all they all play the same, but yeah. Uh, just the different story things you can make out mm-hmm. of it are fun. Yeah, cuz um we have the the base gloom and then the expansions that go with it. So one of the mm-hmm. expansions is um it introduces cousins. And so the cousins mm-hmm. can go around to different families. They can kind of go around the table, which it's it's fun. It gives you another family member to add and you'd start playing cards on, but then that cousin can leave and go somewhere else too. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other expansion that we have has introduces like monsters. So there's like a ghost and a vampire mm-hmm. and werewolves that you can like use in the stories. Mm-hmm. So it adds another like layer to that too. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's a good depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fun. Like, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so morbid, it but is. at the same time, like sometimes you just like have fun, like telling how bad things happen. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's really unique mm-hmm. and like trying to think of like different creative ways mm-hmm. of bad things happening to people yeah and i'll have to say i haven't seen cards like that before so that is what you know kind of drew us to buy the game too was the cards themselves are clear and see-through and it's definitely interesting yeah i like it a lot well my next game is stuffed fables it Teddy is bears. Yeah, Teddy Bears. It's a two to four player game, uh, 60 to 90 minutes. It's published by Plaid Hat Games, and it's designed by Jerry Hawthorne. So Stuff Fables is, um, the premise is it is a little kid's stuffed animals are kind of brought to life because the, their child is having nightmares. And they're trying to banish the nightmares for the child. So it is a RPG type game. It is, but it is a, a GM less, which means it doesn't have a game master. The book will tell you what to do and what you can do and what you can't do. And the really cool thing about the book too is it's also a map. Okay. So, um,. If you know how RPGs generally work is that, you know, you can only move so many squares in your turn. The game does come with little figures. Um, It comes with figures for the players. And so there's like, there is a teddy bear. There is um, kind of a, oh, what was the little doll that Lilo had in Lilo and Stitch? It it kind of looks a little bit like that. Um, I forget what the name of it was, but it looks a little bit like that. Um, there is, I want to say a lion. Yeah. Oh, it's a rag doll is what it is. He's like a wizard. (laughs) So, and they all, they all have themes too. So I think the lion is more like the fighter barbarian kind of type. And then there's a bear and an elephant 
and they're all really really cute um and then it also comes with um villain minis which they're they're kind of creepy robot um wraith-like stuffed animals kind of things like they're they're a little bit nightmarish but not too terrible it is still very kid friendly um so it's definitely a good introduction for younger players into rpgs or if you're looking for something you don't you don't need a game master for um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're really good the um so there is an you know an overarching storyline to it, but um, you can replay it because it's a little bit of a choose your own adventure because each choice you make changes how the story goes a little bit. So it's always nice to replay it and maybe make a different choice as you're playing it. Um, yeah. And some of the um, generic um, villains are um, they look like. Sid's creations from Toy Story. You know oh what I'm talking God. about there? <laughs> so yeah, so they're 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 a little bit creepy. They they still have a very cartoony kind of vibe to them. So they aren't, you know, totally horrendous for like a 7-year-old to look at. And yeah. you can paint them, so maybe paint them like really bright and fun colors too. <laughs> um but no, the minis yeah. the, the minis are really cute and they're kind of what sells the game for me a lot is just the minis mm-hmm. are just really gosh darn cute. I would almost feel like you would do like the heroes more like light, bright, pastel colors and mm-hmm. maybe the villains like darker, brighter, like more flat colors, I guess. Okay. I yeah, they're they're very kind of robotic. Yeah. And there is kind of a more major villain where he's more like stitched together, like s- stuffed animals kind of thing. So he's yeah. like a a little bit of a big brute, but he's got like stitch marks all over him, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you know what a flesh golem in D and D is, he kind of looks like that, <laughs> just a little oh, bit, man. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it's a really cute game. It's, you know, it is fairly light, but it is still delightful. And the 60 to 90 minutes is each session that you're doing. It's like each kind of chapter. So the yeah. whole game itself is not 60 to 90 minutes. It's kind of each session or chapter that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Get your kids involved. Yeah. Kids. all right um what else you got my next game is called legacy of dragonholt so it's kind of um it's like a DD, but again like without a dungeon master because it is more of a choose your own adventure kind of Mm -hmm. um so, um, it's one to six players. You can play this one by yourself because it is, like, in a book mm-hmm. that you, like, read with. So, um, you can play this by yourself. It is 60 to 999 minutes. 
<laughs> so I think basically it's just you kind of play until you don't feel like playing it anymore. Kind of, I think that's what that's supposed to mean. Uh, okay. Because there's like there's different um, sections that you can play, so you can play like more than one section at a time, and then there's like different like parts to it, so you can just keep going. So it's basically kind of just play until you don't feel like playing. You put it aside, and then you can pick it back up later and play some more. Okay, gotcha. Um, but it's published by Fantasy Flight Games, and the designers are Nikki Valens, Daniel Clark, Tim Flanders, Annie Vandermeer Mitsoda, and Greg Spiritus. Spiritus? Something like that. <laughs> Um, so it comes with um, a map, a journal, item cards, activation tokens, a rule book, a character creation book, a quest book, or multiple quest books, and then like a village book. Jeez. Yeah, it comes with a lot. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it, it, it plays pretty simple. So... Um, Basically, you just use the character creation book to make your characters. Mm -hmm. uh, you start off with, like, uh, six skills that you can pick from. Mm -hmm. um, with the character, you pick, like, a race, what you look like, uh, background, that kind of stuff. Like, where you're from. Okay. And so it is, it is an RPG. Like, when you go through the story and you're making decisions, you definitely want to think of, like, how would my character react to this? It's not like how you would react to it. Mm -hmm. It would be like how your character and its surroundings act to it. Oh. And then, uh, so then there's like a story tracking sheet. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes, um, like you might read a section and it says, uh, if you picked up this item, mark this like N5 on the character uh, on the story tracking sheet. Mm -hmm. So you'd mark that off. And then later on, you might be like, if you have this item marked off, then this happens. If not, this happens. Oh. Kind of thing. So if you have that item, something might happen. If you don't have that item, something else might happen. That's neat. But everybody, if you're playing with more than, like, yourself, uh, everybody gets an activation token. Mm -hmm. And that's basically, um, you get to make a decision. And then once you make the decision, you turn it down. Mm -hmm. And then once everybody makes a decision... Everybody refreshes their tokens, and you can make a decision again. Okay, so... It's just, it's just kind of to make sure that everybody gets, you yeah. know, a turn to do something. Yeah, so it's not just, like, one person does, like, six things in a row. Right. And then um, there's also, like, time is tracked. Something might say, like, uh, three time has passed. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of, like, help, you know, realize, like, some things take longer than others. I don't... It's not, like, super important, but it might, you know change the time of day or something like that okay um but it, it is one of those things where you you start off it tells you to read you know the introduction and then um it'll say go to you know one zero zero two and so you go to that paragraph and you read whatever's there mm -hmm. and then it will give like a couple options and then that's where somebody picks like what their reaction is to that situation and depending on which one you pick there's another number beside it mm -hmm. and so whatever one you pick you pick that number then you go to that number and you mm -hmm. read it mm -hmm. but anytime the reason why it's important that people make decisions 
is because some things will be like, um, this happens to you. And it will say the word you, and the you applies to whoever made that decision. Okay. So that's why you also want to, like, take turns doing it so, like, all the stuff's not happening to the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but it it's fun. It's... If if you like D and D, but you know mm-hmm. you kind of want to, you're kind of new to it, mm-hmm. and you don't like have anybody to run a campaign for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is would be a good like introduction or substitute until yeah. you can find somebody to run a campaign with. And I like it. It sounds a uh, pretty uh, character building a little bit too. Like if you're not really sure about like you know situations your character might find themselves into it sounds like it might be fun to run them through that yeah yeah for sure because i mean there's definitely certain skills and like the character sheet you know if you have the character sheet and you're using the character creation booklet Mm -hmm. it will walk you through how to like fill out the sheet and Mm -hmm. like what to do so um but you know it's got your typical you know your dwarves your elves Mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff humans it's even got like cat people in it oh wow stuff like that and they have like different things that you know are for them and some things that might be better for you know a different race yeah oh that's that's nice yeah it's got a lot of D D elements to it but it's not quite as heavy because you're not rolling dice or anything you don't have to worry about stats and numbers and addition and figuring out everything it's just kind of just all in a book yeah that's it you're just making decisions (laughs) yep it's D &D without all the hard stuff without all the hard stuff i like that that'll be fun to try out sometime because i've i've never heard of that one and i'm kind of surprised yeah Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun we've we've played it multiple times but we've done it with like different people so we always just do like the first part <laughs> oh so you haven't really we haven't gotten too deep into like <laughs> yeah. the, the story oh that would be fun and you said it can be played by yourself too so yeah that would be nice if you just want to you know have like have an adventure yeah. by yourself on the couch one evening yeah which you know is not you know there's so many single player video games why not do a single player tabletop game you know right. that's nice i like that yeah all right my next game is not at all in the D realm <laughs> so sorry if you like that nothing like it <laughs> get out of here um this game is called snake oil it's uh it's a party game so it plays three to ten people um 20 to 30 minutes it's published by out of the box publishing and the designer is Jeff Oaks, O-C-H-S. I think that's Oaks. Sure, yeah. Um, so snake oil is kind of what it sounds like, is you're a snake oil salesman. <laughs> <laughs> gotta sell it. You gotta sell it, man. So everyone has a hand of six cards. Um, and then the one person is the judge or the customer, because they actually take a customer card. They are double-sided. One side is a little bit harder of a customer prompt. The other side is a little bit easier. But, like, one of the sides might say, like, gravedigger. So whoever the customer is or the judge, they are a gravedigger. 
everybody else has to take two cards from their hand because all the cards are items. And so you have to take two cards and make an item for the grave digger. Okay. So if you had, um, let's say two of the cards in your hand is candy and shovel, you could be like, hey, I have this handy dandy disposable shovel or if you're hungry on the job you can eat the shovel while you're digging graves and makes the dead bodies just a little bit sweeter (laughs) so you just you make the card specific for the customer and you 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 get a prompt and basically if you start dragging it on the other players can be like all right you're done moving on to the next one um and in the end, the customer has to decide which item they're buying. So it's a little bit of an apples to apples esque kind of a game again. Yeah. Um, the judge. Yeah. But uh, the game can get pretty pretty wild because some sometimes some wild items get made. Yeah, I feel like it could almost get a little heated too. Like people like debating on whether not like a pitch is good or not. No. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But it's it's um you know it's storytelling because you're you're making a story for that item, you know. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a different spin. But if you're if you're looking to get some creative juices flowing, this is a yeah, if you're wanting some in uh, uh improv skills. Oh yeah, um, but this is this is a really it's a good family party game. That you can break yeah. out really easily. I know um, our families really like it. It's good for the youngins. It's good for the older people. It's it's a you know it's a good everybody can have fun with it kind of game. Everybody yeah. gets a real kick out of it making up items. That's what I I like about storytelling games though. Um, like the ones where you actually have to like create the story. Because like I've had people say, "Oh, I'm not that creative," but then we like play the game mm-hmm. like once upon a time or gloom mm-hmm. and like they come up with like some of the best story elements yeah just like how are you not creative like this is so good <laughs> yeah it definitely draws out creative aspects of people that sometimes they don't realize that they have and it's like if you can come up with a reason why the color blue is blue it doesn't have to make necessarily sense it's just fun yeah like, just sell me on the idea and you're good. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. But that's also why I like yeah. the, the snake oil, because a lot of it is your personality, too, in selling the item. So you gotta turn up that yeah. charisma. <laughs> Wake up your inner salesman. <laughs> or woman. There you go. But that's Sales snake oil. Person. Bring out your inner snake oil salesman. Yeah. Sell that completely useless junk nobody wants it but for some reason they feel like they need it <laughs> all right so the next game i have is also along like the choose your own adventure kind of thing uh it's called tales of the arabian nights it's one to six players and this one actually does run longer mm-hmm. it, the average time is about two hours which is not wrong at all. <laughs> it is a long game. Um, there are actually 
two different versions. The newer version is from 2009. Uh, that's the one that I have. I don't know anything about the 1985 version. Oh. I don't know if they play similar or not, but um, the publisher for the 2009 is Z-Man Games. Designers are Anthony J. Gagella. Galella? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Eric Goldberg, Kevin Maroney, and Zev Schlossinger. You nailed it. Words! <laughs> um, so uh, in this game, you got a, a board, a reaction matrix, and a book of tales. And the characters are like different um, characters found in like Arabian stories. So you got like Aladdin and Alibaba mm -hmm. and stuff like that. There's story points and destiny points. So at the beginning of the game, before you really, like after setup, uh, you have to pick a number of story points and destiny points. Mm -hmm. Those two have to equal up to 20. So you can do like 10 and 10, uh, 9 and 11, 5 and 15. Whatever you whatever you feel like doing, but you like keep those hidden. Like that's your secret goal. Uh... And so as you play and you get story and destiny points as you do different things, like once you hit those two numbers, mm -hmm. like you, you start the end round. Like it's the last turn. Hmm. And then um, there's wealth. Uh, you start off with three skills and as you play you might lose those skills or you could gain more skills or you could master a skill. Hmm. And then there's quest cards, which make you, like, you, you, everybody reads their quest cards out loud, and then as you play, the quest cards aren't, like, a mandatory thing, it's more of, like, an optional thing, but mm -hmm. you could get more points for it, or something good might happen because you did it, and uh, it kind of just helps you, like, move across the board a little bit more, mm -hmm. makes you, like, maybe explore a little bit more. Mm -hmm. There's morning, noon, and night tokens that uh, you have, because uh, there's the encounter deck that you have, mm -hmm. and some cards might, it might depend on, like, what time of day it is, mm -hmm. and so, okay. like, you start off with the morning token, mm -hmm. and if you go through the encounter deck and have to reshuffle, then you change it to noon, and if you do that again, it becomes nighttime. Okay. I don't think we've ever played it to the point of, like getting to nighttime mm -hmm. we might have made it to noon but most <laughs> of the time it's morning <laughs> yeah, it's just always morning <laughs> all the time um so on the board uh there's different continents and there's like different little um like points um that represent like maybe a city or um mountains or the sea uh, different little, little things and those can kind of determine like which story you have to read mm -hmm. um, and then there's wealth that you have to worry about like you might gain or lose wealth depending on what happens but your wealth determines like how many spots you can move and if you can move so many spots by like land or sea so the poorer you are, the more you have to move on land, and the richer you are, the more you can move on, like, across, like, the, the water. Oh, that's a, that's a neat mechanic. Yeah. And it's all, it's all split, like, um, let's say there's, like, a, uh, three and a four. Mm-hmm. So your max, 
you can move is four, mm -hmm. and you can either move them all by sea, if like if it's like three is land, four is water. Mm -hmm. You can move all four points by sea, or mm -hmm. you can move at the most three by land and then one by sea. So you can kind of like half it a little okay. bit. Okay, okay. So the bigger number is your most, and then the smaller number is like how much you can move at least by the other one. Okay. It's a little bit more complicated, but once you like, if you were to see it, it would make more sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when you draw an encounter card, there's usually, um, a bunch of numbers or letters on it, and that, like, starts you out, like, you start on that par paragraph or listing mm -hmm. of what's happening, mm -hmm. and then, uh, you'll maybe have to roll some dice to pick, like, what you're interacting with, and then there's a reaction matrix, mm -hmm. so it might say, you encounter a, a genie. Uh, refer to matrix H. So on matrix H, your reaction choices are grovel, converse, trick, bargain, attack, flee, or avoid. So um, you would say, oh, I want to grovel. Mm -hmm. So whoever's holding that reaction matrix would go to genie, grovel, and then it will give you a number, and then you would go to that number in the Book of Tales and read the paragraph. Ah, okay. But there's also a die that has, like, a plus and minus on it that you always have to roll <laughs> and a blank spot. So if it's a minus, you take that number and you subtract one. If it's a plus, you take that number and you add one. So there's, like, three paragraphs to every, like, situation that you mm -hmm. can possibly encounter. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of information mm -hmm. to, to get going. But once you start playing and getting a feel for it, it, it goes a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. But that's why it takes so long, because, like, there's so much to one person's turn. Yeah. And then you read it, and then uh, what happens is if you have a skill and it says, like, like say there's two, re two responses to the paragraph, mm -hmm. and you have a skill, you can choose to use that skill, mm -hmm. and maybe something better will happen uh, instead of uh, if you didn't have the skill. Yeah. I and gotcha. then what happens is if you master a skill, mm -hmm. when you go to that paragraph, you can be like, hey, does this, like, contain, you know, this skill? Mm -hmm. And if the person says yes, like, you can decide whether, you, like, that if you want to do that or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's fun. It's just a really long, yeah. involved game. But the, the story elements are yeah. interesting and, like, what can happen. Like, there's so many crazy things that mm -hmm. can happen in that game. So, because this is a, what, what did you say, one to five player? One to six. One to six. Is Does yeah. it drag between the player turns? So, if, like, if somebody's turn is going, do you, you know... Is it a okay, long dragged well, on turn or is it pretty involved uh, with like everybody? So uh, whoever's turn it is, the person to their like left, I think has the reaction matrix and the person to their right has the storybook. So mm -hmm. at least three people are involved in that and like one person's turn. Okay. Right. Cause I was, so, you know, some games. So like, and then like as the, the um turns move like those shifts so it's always like you're always passing everything mm -hmm. one to the right mm -hmm. for the next person I gotcha. or one to the left i gotcha 
So, I mean, it might be kind of boring a little bit as the person's, like, tr- like deciding what to do, mm-hmm. rolling for everything, mm-hmm. and then, like, having to read it. But the mm-hmm. stories are interesting enough that it doesn't necessarily feel like it's taking that long, mm-hmm. as long as everybody's actively, like, keeping up with their turns yeah. and not taking too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But, yeah. That's that's another, you know, that's when you could just break out and play by yourself if you're feeling like, I'm going to play a story-driven game, but I'm by myself. And that sounds like a really good choice to play. Yeah. And the, the book is huge. Like, it's, it's pretty heavy. Like, most of the weight from the box is because of the Book of Tales is so thick. That one, yeah, that, that sounds like a... It, it's a very intensive, like, choose-your-own-adventure kind of game, which yeah. those have always kind of interested yeah. me. I don't think I've ever played one of those before because I know there is a choose-your-own-adventure game. I think it is called, like, yeah. choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, and, and I know it's it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, but kind of not. Like, you get mm-hmm. to decide, like, which, like, like how you react to yeah. it. Yeah. But it, it is kind of, like, a luck thing, mm-hmm. too. Like, depending on what you draw and how mm-hmm. you roll and stuff. Yeah. So it, it does make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got one more game to talk about. And it's called Wing It. The game, Wing It! The Game of Extreme Storytelling. Uh, it's four to seven players. Another kind of party game. 15 to 90 minutes it's published by flying leap games i couldn't really find who designed it but i think the publisher designed it it's flying leap games um because okay. they they ran a kickstarter for it um and they they kind of started getting into some more games um but the way this game works is it's more of an improv storytelling game so everybody has a, a hand of resources, which are, you know, they'll be items. And then one player is the judge and they will draw a situation. So maybe the situation will be there's a fire in the theater. And then every other player has to use three of their resources to resolve the situation. So they have to, kind of like the Once Upon a Time, the resources have to make sense for the situation that they're trying to solve. They can't just be like, oh, I have a fire axe to chop down, you know, the wall. And then I have a snow cone to douse the fire. And then I have a really awesome looking cloak. Like, what does the cloak do? Yeah, so you kind of need a reason for your resources. Um, some really wacky stuff can happen because this is another, you know, good for everybody kind of game. It's, it, you know, it's another apples to apples kind of game where there's a judge, but it's, you definitely delve more into the storytelling because you're using resource cards and you're telling a story of how, you know, your character gets through this certain situation. Um, yeah. 
what is also really cool about this game is you can play it online right now. Okay. So, but, you know, every person will need to go to, if you just Google Wing It, the game of extreme storytelling, it'll take you to their website. And from there you can play online. Um, and you have to it, play it over like Discord or have everybody on the phone. I don't know if the yeah. if, uh, conference calling is still a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> conference um, call your folks. Yeah. Um, but everybody will need to have the web page up because each player has their hand on the web page. Yeah. I feel like you could probably still play it in person too, but instead of having to have like the cards, you could just use your phone so it's a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really it's a really cute game. There is a standalone expansion. Um, I haven't played that one yet, but it seems to add some more situations, have some more resource cards, but the the base game itself has a lot of cards. So <laughs> But if you want a little bit of a, because the um, standalone expansion is a bit smaller. So if you want a little bit of a smaller box, it's not a huge box to begin with, but the ex- the standalone expansion is a bit smaller. Um, and I think it has more to do with kind of space and UFOs. It's a little bit more specific. Okay. But it's, it's definitely got a lot of improv, kind of like the snake oil, where you have to use the items in your hand. But it, it was it was a fun game to play. It got everybody kind of acting out. I think there's different cards that says like players have to act out their stories or um, they have to yeah. uh, mime their stories. So just just things like that. And it's it's a it's another really good party game. It's a good game to kind of get people talking and kind of get their creative juices flowing a little bit. Yeah, that's fun. It'd be funny to like see people mime out what they're, mm-hmm. how they're gonna get out of the situation. <laughs> yeah, that that's wing it, wing it. All right, so here's where I get my bonus points because my last game is one of the top six. Ooh, it is time stories. It's two to four players, ninety minutes. Published by Asmodi. And Space Cowboys. And the designers are Peggy Chesnet. Chesnay. I don't know, maybe it's French. <laughs> and Manuel Rosoy. Rosoy. Alright. You don't come here for the names. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do, but. I mean, you could also read the names for yourselves when you buy the games, because we're so convincing. (laughs) So, Time Stories, it's storytelling, but it's less of you telling the story and you more discovering the story. So, when you are playing the game, it comes with a deck of cards, Mm -hmm. and the deck of cards is one of those where it's got a blank card on top and a blank card on the bottom because they don't want you to see anything. And you, like, discover the cards as you go through it. Oh. So, like, you're trying to figure out what's going on and why, and you're trying to, like, solve it. So basically, 
the theme of it is um, it's kind of more futuristic. Mm -hmm. And you work for this uh, company that tries to stop bad things from happening in the past. And so uh, you get into these pods at the beginning of the story and you're going back to a certain date and time mm -hmm. to figure out what went wrong and to try to keep it from happening. Mm -hmm. So you're like correcting the past, I guess. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, I'm, I really like this game. I like the concept of the game. I like the artwork of the game, but it, it I always feel like we're doing something wrong. Like, I don't know if we're ever actually playing it right. But it, it's one of those games where it, it's kind of hard, and so you might have to play through the same situation, like, uh, more than once mm -hmm. to finally get completely through the story. Ah. Because it, it is timed, and uh. certain events cause certain amounts of time to pass, mm -hmm. and you, like, and you roll a dice, like, between turns to see how much time, and I think it varies between, like, zero and three. Uh-huh. And so if you reach to zero, you get pulled back into Ooh. the future, and, like, you have to read, like, an ending card. Oh. But you can go back and try again. Yeah. So it's more like the more you play it, you know, like, where to cut corners and yeah. maybe, like, where you should go next instead yeah. of wasting time with this person and, mm -hmm. and that person. Yeah. So okay. it, it's kind of meant to be played through more than once, mm -hmm. but I feel like once you solve it, you might want to, like, wait a while before playing it again. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of expansions for the game. So mm -hmm. there's, like, different time periods and different themes. Like, uh, there's... Uh, the main theme is an asylum. That's the one that comes with the game. Uh, there's also, like, an 80s one. There's a, a, an Egyptian one. There's more of, like, a... a more of, like, a medieval fantasy theme. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's just different themes and time periods that you can go to, and, like, each one is different, and there's certain elements, uh, there's certain tokens that you can find that, you know, if you find that token, that will help you get through this door because it's, like, a key. Um, there's also, like, maps that you can find that can tell you, like, help you decide where to go. Mm -hmm. um, there's item cards that might help you get through something. Maybe it has, like, a potion or it's like an amulet that you need to give to this person so they'll give you another item to go over here yeah. <laughs> but it is co-op yeah and um the the box is really nice because if for some reason you you have to stop mm -hmm. um everything has like little compartments for each player so like oh. let's say the yellow player had these cards so mm -hmm. you can put the little yellow token in a slot and like all the cards that they had in a slot and okay. you know that 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 was that person's set of cards uh -huh. and then there's a slot for you know the blue player and uh -huh. the green player and the pink mm -hmm. player mm -hmm. so it's almost like a video game where you can pause the game yeah i was gonna say it's got like a save load function. it later yeah that's that's really nice because i know some of the longer games it's like man i wanted to sit down and play this but 
an hour has gone by and I want to keep playing it, but it's like it's bedtime now or something like. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it is really helpful. You can like kind of like pause the game. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say like the 90 minutes is probably, you know, the first run through maybe. And maybe if you're more experienced with the game, you might be able to go through it a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, it's just, the rules almost feel a little too vague mm -hmm. in some spots. So, mm -hmm. like I said, I sometimes feel like we play it wrong, mm -hmm. but we've looked up videos on, like, how to play it, mm -hmm. and I don't see where we're missing anything. Yeah. I've... So, I would maybe suggest if you, if you play it and you read the rules and it makes sense to you, please explain it to me because <laughs> I'm still a little lost on it. But if, if if you're a little lost on it too, maybe look on a like a how to play this game mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, that is something I've heard about this game is that it it doesn't seem like you play it correctly, no matter how you play it sort of thing. That mm -hmm. is one of the things that I, I kind of read about online is that people's major complaint with this game is that it just, it, something about it doesn't seem to like flow smoothly or something, I guess. Yeah. So I think part of it, too, is the fact that you're, like, discovering the story mm -hmm. as you're playing it. So you're not, there's no, like, there's a, a general set of rules, mm -hmm. but then, like, each story is a little bit different. So, like, the rules don't feel like they necessarily apply in all the situations, I mm -hmm. guess. Okay. So it feels a little bit too loosey-goosey. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's that. But it is a good game if you can figure out how to play it. <laughs> that's time for you. Yeah. It's wibbly wobbly. <laughs> maybe maybe that was their point. Maybe yeah. it's just you know time is interpretation, and that's how you yeah. play this game. It's up for interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, it is a really clean looking game. It's really yeah. nice. Uh, the stories are interesting, discovering, like, what's mm -hmm. going on. Because there's been a couple times where we thought the story was one way, and then you discover, like, that one card, and you're like, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. What now? Yeah. So, like, the, there are elements to the different stories that, like, make it exciting, and mm -hmm. you're just, you want to learn more, mm -hmm. but you're, like, pressed for time, mm -hmm. so you don't want to, like, waste time, but you just want to discover, like, mm -hmm. everything about each story. Yeah. So that oh. that's that's what I do like about yeah. it. Yeah. But that's time stories. I like it. I I've seen the box. The box is seriously really clean looking. It it kind of has a, a little bit of a clinical feel to it with how clean mm -hmm. it is. It's very nice. Yeah. I think that's like because it's like set in the future, the when you think mm -hmm. of the future everything's all like nice and clean, clean. and shiny and robots and I, I feel like that's what like the kind of yeah. feel that they're trying to give to the box is yeah. the fact that you it is set in like the future yeah time stories yeah so those were some good storytelling games yeah so storytelling is a lot of fun i feel like it can bring out creativity and a lot of people who even might struggle they mm -hmm. think with creativity. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to see how people's brains work with mm -hmm. these these kinds of games. Oh yeah, always always a good creative outlet. Storytelling games are. Yes. So Ricky. Yes. What did you learn today? 
What did I learn today? I learned nothing. Nothing? No, you can't learn nothing. <laughs> well, um, today I learned that writing recipes for a cookbook takes a whole lot of time. So, what I learned today was how to make chocolate molds with silicone. Ooh, that's more interesting than mine. It was also delicious. <laughs> Way more delicious. I'm just writing the recipes. You're making them. Yeah. <laughs> also, we took pictures of chocolate pigs. Oh, chocolate pigs. All right. Well, that was the storytelling episode of Rare, a.k.a. Ricky and Ashley's Rolling Entertainment. And just remember, we want to hear from you guys. So please, please, please make any suggestions on our Facebook page, Uncontrollably Fine, or on Twitter. Twitter, it's at U-N-C-T-R-L Fine. So it's Uncontrol Fine. So hit us up. <laughs> yeah, and that's it for this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye.